standing in faith with that same ability. Faith that that ability that you have is being made present and moving on our behalf. We stand in faith and in agreement for you to move supernaturally in the lives of each and every person under the sound of my voice or those that are under the broadcast. We believe that you're able and that you're going to do that thing. We believe we serve a supernatural God. But the power of the Lord is present to save, to heal, to deliver, to set free to empower, to prosper, to give us your insight and your clarity on the assignments that you have for our lives in the name of Jesus. Now say this with me, Heavenly Father, your word says, if I lack wisdom, I should ask you in faith without wavering and that you would give it liberally without fault finding. I ask now for that wisdom, and I believe that I receive it. And I say with my Lord Jesus that it must be about my father's business. Thank you for giving me your insight into my kingdom success. In Jesus' name, I pray expecting, amen. Now say this with me, I am a believer of the word of God. I am an epistle of the spirit of God. I am a disciple of my man of God. I am a finder of the destiny path of God for my life. Hallelujah. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Just want to acknowledge all of those that are here with us online that are watching with us on YouTube and on Facebook. We certainly appreciate your, your presence here. Um, definitely, we're asking you to connect with us on all our social media channels there. There's information that's available to you on how to do that. We'd love for you to just, uh, we consider you our destiny partners. And whether you just come, you like, you share, you comment, you sow a seed, you um, help us to get the word out, you pray and intercede for the ministry that we do here. We just appreciate that the fact that God is allowing you to be a part of our extended family so that you too can experience the difference of destiny. All right, we are on this series called Experiencing Increase Through Faith. Uh, we believe that this series will be a blessing to you. And so we encourage you to just stay with us, keep pulling with us as we go on into the word, all right? Hallelujah. So again, we're talking about experiencing increase through faith. We have four objectives for this series. Uh, four objectives for our series. Number one, we said is to challenge you to apply the force of faith to problems, promises, situations, and complications, right? Things that are happening negatively, things that are happening positively, things that are just happening. Uh, believe in God for manifestation beyond your imagination and expectation. That's why I like that I can ask, but he can do exceedingly above all that I can ask. He told me to ask, he just doesn't want, he's not limited to my ask, okay? Number two, to illuminate power keys and principles I've learned in my own life and seen in the life of my mentors and spiritual leaders. And of course, you heard Apostle uh, Minister last week on experiencing the increase um, through faith and, and so on. So you heard uh, one of my spiritual leaders as she ministered to you and talked you through her own healing and deliverance. I wanted her to really minister on that because um, she has the testimony, right? And, um, and so I wanted her to, to really bring that part of it out. Number three, to embolden you to release your faith to the illogical, inconceivable, and what is naturally impossible, such that God is free to move in amazing ways to bring his purpose to pass in your situations. Like, I want you, you know, like, all I'm saying is, if you got a God that can do everything, then your asks should get bigger, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, if if he's a supernatural, if he's only natural, then just give him a little assignment. But if he's a, you know, if he's a supernatural guy, you know, and he's got big purpose for you, then um, then why don't you just ask big? All right. Um, 
Number four, to highlight nuances of applying the faith process in various areas for maximum destiny fulfillment. And our, and our key statement here is that there are in different areas nuances that we have to understand. For instance, we talk about healing. If you got sin issues, you know, you're going to have to deal with that if God is dealing with you that before you get healed. Because James said, right, call for the elders of the church. And if he had committed sin, didn't say every sickness was a result of sin, but some are, or he wouldn't have said it. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Some, some are. Some are, or he wouldn't have said it. Okay? Praise the Lord. So I have to make sure. I have to make sure that um, that I, I I look at that area and not be somehow getting where Satan can stop my blessing on a technicality. I done sold my seed, but he told me, he told me. Um, if I bring my gift to the altar and realize that me and brother string bean ain't getting along, stop before you finish your offering, go back and fix it with your brother and then come back and bring your offering. Now, see, no matter how much you done gave, if you and brother string bean out of sorts, you got some, the, the devil's hindering your harvest on a technicality. Okay. So there's nuances. I just want you to know in different areas, how those nuances work. Gave a relationship thing where Lady Nedra and I, we were in the, in the courtship process and, you know, a uh, devil-minded man is unstable in all his ways. And I was a little bit devil-minded back in the day, long, long time ago, long time ago, long time ago. And, um, and so while I was bouncing back and forth, the Lord told her, what did I tell you? So she stayed stable even when I wasn't, but she still had to wait for me to get my head in the game. Right. So I made her wait, but she'd be making me wait now. I'm just saying. All right. <laughs> when it's a relationship issue. God won't override another person's will. So you have to stay stable long enough for them to get willing. That's a nuance, because sometimes people think that they can just override other people. I can just make you. No, no, no. This is faith. It ain't witchcraft. We don't. <laughs> You know, we don't put hexes on people and make them do stuff that they're not willing to do. No. Now, we can believe, we can intercede, we can pray, we can pray, and God can help them get more willing. Right? But that's not the same thing as overriding their will. Right? Um, yeah, how did my, uh, my parents said that, that uh, my hearing aid was tied to my rear end. You say when I was, like, I could get more willing, right? They, 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 they realized that a belt or a switch could make me more willing. Okay. And so there are times as Jonah, he had situations made him more willing to do the original assignment, right? His hearing aid got turned up and then the Lord came back to him and said a second time, now go back and do what I told you the first time. But the second time he was a little more willing. I'm just saying, I just want us to understand that there are nuances that, that are involved in, in moving in the will of God. And so we, we'll, we'll be talking through various areas, all right? Psalm 45, 1b says, that's our core scripture for this one. It says, my tongue is the pen of a ready writer, all right? And our prophetic impression that this is based on, right? We're going through and I've been ministering on and basically... Uh, for the most part, I've at least touched at some point all of the prophetic impressions we gave you at the top of the year. But this one says, God is turning the page on the difficulty of your past season. Let it go. It's over. Now, God can turn the page and you keep talking in the past and you'll stay where you keep talking. Now, use your tongue as the pen of a ready writer. Write. Right. Use your tongue to write about the future that you that you believe in for. Call to the destiny God has shown you. Remember Mary and Zacharias. Will you speak doubt and delay? Or will you agree with and see the salvation of our Lord? 
Now that's something everybody's got to decide that for themselves, right? You, there was a time um, when I was um, between schools, I was between um, University of Michigan and MIT and, uh, and I had gotten so shell-shocked through school that I was afraid to go back. My mind, I was really just trying to hold it together. And then God asked my mother something, showed her a vision of a glass going down to the concrete basement in our home. And she knew from the vision that that glass represented me. And that if I went down to the bottom, I was going to crack and, and I wasn't going to be put back together like Humpty Dumpty was. And he asked, her the, he asked her the question, do you believe I can turn this around? She said, yes, Lord. I didn't have enough faith at that time to bring myself back. I was riding on her faith. I did not have enough faith in myself to turn my situation around. I was riding on her faith. And in the vision, when she said, yes, Lord, the glass turned around and came back into her hand. Shortly thereafter, shortly after that, my whole mind turned around. It was almost like a switch. It was almost like a switch in my head turned around. It was like my head was cloudy before and it just cleared up. I can't even explain to you how what happened one day changed so rapidly on the inside of me. But it turned around so, so fast. But it was her faith. Now, if she had kept talking to me like I was when I was before I was, then I might have stayed where I was. So she had to believe and call to the thing, and something happened. Still can't explain it. But I'm a different person now. Right? Now, the enemy tried to challenge me. You know, you go through things, and then you get this post-traumatic stress disorder, like, right? You've been through something traumatic. If you've ever been in a car accident, you tighten up when you get in certain situations. Right? Cars start to get close to me. See, <laughs> like I like three car links in front of me. Nedra be so close, she'd be drafting. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm in trouble. Brother John, I'm in trouble. <laughs> so... You've been in certain situations and your body tense up based on what you done been through. You understand what I'm saying? Okay. There are certain things you've been through and your body reacts based on its muscle memory from your past. Okay. And so what I'm telling you is even when you're in the midst of that, you remind yourself, no, we're going forward, not backward. You keep calling to the new thing that God has for you, believing he's going to do something for you that he's not done before because it's a new season and that chapter turns. When God changes a season, he doesn't check the weather. He does not check the American Meteorological Association to decide that it's your new season. God makes a prophetic decree and your season just changes because he said so. And so when you say when you say what he says, you empower that change to be in your life. That was the difference between Zacharias and Mary. Zacharias doubted and said, no, said all the reasons why I couldn't. Mary just said, be it unto me. All right. So eight key points. This is review. My eight key points from the life of Zacharias. All right. So are we like Zacharias or Mary? We're going to go through the scripture and read some about Mary, but I just want to remind you of this. Number one, Zacharias was faithful, but at the time of God producing um, his prayer, his and his wife, their prayer, him and Elizabeth, he was faithless. He was a faithful man doing all the right things, but he wasn't believing all the right things. Right? He, did, he had all the right actions, but his belief system had been altered through the difficulty of his, of his disappointment. 
you know, disappointments have a way to mess with how you think about stuff. Right? Number two, Gabriel came to answer his singular prayer for a son, but somewhere along the line, he got out of faith. All right? Number three, prophetic words have a season of sowing, interceding, and manifestation. There's a time when there's a word that is sown, and then there's a season before the manifestation where people have to intercede for that prophetic word to come to pass. Prophecies aren't automatic. Somebody has to intercede. There was all kinds of prophetic word from God and from, from the prophets of God in the Old Testament about Jesus coming. But Zacharias, excuse me, not, um, not Zacharias, who was the, who was the uh, Simeon, Simeon and, and Anna were, were interceding for the coming of the Christ. She was fasting and praying in the temple. Yes. Simeon said, I'm not going to die till he come. Yes. All right. So these people were praying and believing. Yes. So just because you have a prophetic word doesn't mean you get to sit on your do nothing and just wait for heaven to come down and glory to fill your soul. You're going to have to really war with that thing and call to God to move on your life to bring that thing to pass. God, you gave me a word. You promised me, you know, that my children will be saved and serving you. Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm counting on you to do your word. I'm asking you, Lord, to save my spouse, Lord. I'm asking you to fix my financial situation. You see what's coming on the world. You see this thing is about to turn. You see companies are starting to contract. It's about to turn, but I'm telling God, listen, Lord, my pockets still need to be rolling. But I don't just sit there and just think it's going to happen. I open my mouth and pray about it. All right? So there are seasons where, where there's a seed that sows the word, some prophetic word or sows, some, some of it is interceding with the prophecy, warring according to the prophecies that's been made on your life, and then a season of manifestation. All right? The, uh, number four, the power of the seed must yield to the principle of the season. The power of the seed must yield to the principle of the season. Zacharias had sold good seed. He was a faithful, blameless man, but the season hadn't come yet. And when the season came, he was out of, he was out of alignment with his original prayer. All right? So when God has a word and it has it manifested and then the season comes, make sure you still believe in when your season hit. Right? Because see... I don't know about you, sometimes I give God time frames. Like, if you don't come by this day, then I got it from here. Am I the only one that do that? No, okay, okay, okay. So that's why there are certain things you've been believing God for. And see, what, hap what, is, what happens when God gives you some great prophetic word? Like nothing, <laughs> right? <laughs> the prophet come to David's house, and his dad doesn't even invite him. All the other brothers are brought up. They all got time to get dressed and get prepared. They left him out with the sheep. They didn't even invite him. He didn't even have time to run home and get dressed. They was all ready because, you know, the prophet's coming. We're going to have a feast. There's a sacrifice. We, we, we getting ready. And Jesse and all his sons come, the elders of the town, the big preachers in the city came. Because Samuel came, right? And then Jesse's seven sons come. And there's one son, he isn't even invited. They told him he still got to go to work while they sit down with the, with the preacher. And, and God says, it's none of them. And Samuel's tell Jesse, I know you got to have at least one more son because can't, we can't do nothing until the son that God tell me come. He didn't have time to go home and change his clothes. He came in smelling like the sheep. Right? And then right he gets in there. And when he gets there, God said, that's the one. And he anoints him with oil, and the Holy Ghost comes on him to be the next king. And next day, he goes back to that same old field. 
keeping those same old sheep like nothing happened. Don't you hate it when you get these great, yeah, yeah, I say, thou shalt be great one day, and God shall move in your life and do all of this, and thou shalt have zillions and zillions and zillions, and all of these people are coming from the north and the south and the east and the west, and then you get all this word, and then want one. You got to go back to work the next day like ain't nothing happened. Why? Because people don't understand that that word has to be sold, interceded, and then there comes a season for manifestation. Number five, what do you do when you pray for something and, according to Daniel 10 and 1, the message is true, but the time appointed was long? Oof. The message, it's a true word, but it happened way longer than what you expected. Right? That's what messed with Zacharias. He, he had, it was a word from God. He was really praying a prayer. He was really believing God. You don't get the angel that's standing right in front of God to come and talk to you if you ain't, if you ain't doing something right. He wasn't no knucklehead. This dude was the real deal. And man, but it was a true message, but it took longer than he had anticipated. All right? Number six, don't adjust your theology to accommodate a tragedy. Don't adjust the way you think about God to, to come up with, okay, I was believing for healing, but since it ain't manifest, well, he just going to bless me to suffer through a sickness and get glory out of my sickness. So you just changing what you believe about God to accommodate your situation. God, I, I, I mean, I, God must not want me to be happy, so he just want me to stay suffering the rest of my life. No, don't, don't adjust to accommodate. If you got a word from God, now you got to be willing to live with some spiritual tension. You have to be able to live with spiritual tension. Abraham considered not his body now dead nor the deadness of Sarah's womb. So he's got a promise over here and his body is talking to him over there. He's living with spiritual tension. Had a conversation with uh, the general director of the Church of God. We talked for about an hour a few days ago. And I said, listen, man, listen here. I believe in the supernatural. Now, if you want somebody that just want to play church and have it be a church where they can figure it all out, you need somebody else because I'm not that dude. I live in a city. We need God to move supernaturally. The people I preach to, can't they can't ride on, on <laughs> I was going to say they can't ride on their right privilege, but that probably, that sounded a little too aggressive. They can't ride on the situations and circumstances and believe that the economy is just going to bring them along. The people I preach to need Jesus. And I believe for Jesus. I believe that there's power in the Holy Spirit to move and to save and to deliver. And so I set up people's expectation not to put their trust in me. But to trust in God, that if God don't move supernaturally, their whole situation is shot. So I'm unapologetic about that. Now, if you want somebody that's just want to play church, find you somebody else. I'm not him. Okay? We have to be people, and we will not allow the tragic situations to adjust what we think about God. Pastor David, why are you so firm about this? Because both of my parents were ill at the same time. One of them went to heaven and one of them got miraculously healed. That'll jack up your mind if you let it. So I had to believe that God was a healer even if my daddy went to heaven. I wasn't going to adjust my theology to accommodate a tragedy and say God chose to heal mama and didn't choose to heal dad. I wasn't going to do that. So 
I, I'm, I want you to be and our church to be a place where people know, no, somebody, if I'm believing for something supernatural, people are going to believe with me here. They're not trying to be God. They don't have my answers, but they at least get in the faith with me. They'll pray with me. They'll still believe with me. They, they'll come to the side of my bed with me. They'll pray with me. They'll call on God with me. They ain't going to call me crazy because I believe that God moves in the supernatural, that Jesus not only healed then, he heals now. They're not going to call me crazy at Destiny Generation. They'll believe that God will do it for me. Yeah, I'm not adjusting the way I think because my situation doesn't line up to it yet. I'm not. I'm not. All right. Number seven, sometimes preachers develop their faith for ministry more than their, for their own personal life. The sign is, of this is that they cannot receive things personally that they can't help others to receive through their ministry. So Zacharias, as the priest, would have prayed when any pregnant any women wanted to be pregnant in the congregation they would have came to him and he'd have prayed for them right just like eli prayed for hannah That's right. and so you have to listen to me preachers i don't want to just get in faith to help your marriage i need to be in faith to help mine right I don't want to just be in faith, for you. and I am in faith in your situation. All them prayer sheets, I got them. They in my bag. I carry them. Every once in a while, I pull them out, and I pray over them. But in that, sheet, in that bag is my, ba my sheet, too. I'm praying over my sheet in Jesus' name, not just your sheets. Okay? We believe in for the supernatural just like you. Now, and finally, number eight, angels are here to assist in your season of manifestation, but you have to say the right thing to empower them. Zacharias was saying words that was working against the manifestation of his promise, so the angel shut his mouth. Please, please, learn to talk towards your future, not towards your past. I gave y'all some of my relational challenges. Ladies, y'all got long memories. <laughs> Woo! God got to see a forgetfulness, but sisters go fishing. <laughs> I'm just saying, all right? I, I'm telling you, if you want a new season, you're going to have to call to your future and not your past. All right? Call to your future and not your past. All right? Now, um, put Luke chapter 1, 21 through 22 on the screen. Hallelujah. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Bishop used to do that back in the day. Hallelujah. <laughs> all right and the people waited for Zacharias and marveled that he lingered so long in the temple verse 22 says but when he came out he could not speak to them and they perceived that he had seen a vision in the temple for he beckoned to them and remained speechless God says something to me, and I said it before, but I want to reiterate it because he told me to reiterate it today. And that is, he said, there is, Zacharias represents um, a kind of holiness ministry that can't receive the promises of God. There's a lot of small, struggling churches Filled with people who are live right but can't receive their promise from God. And he said the sign of that is they stay in church too long. And when they get out of church, they can't tell you what church was about. So the church can't grow because they can't tell nobody about the vision of the church that they sit up under. Wow. All right. So the Lord told me to, okay, so everybody here that is a five-fold minister of the gospel, stand up with me, please. 
You believe you had a call to ministry. You may not even know what ministry gift you walk in, but you know that God called you to ministry. Whether you're walking in it now or called to it, just stand up with me. It's okay. All right? Now, if you're not a five-fold ministry gift, but you're a deacon or some kind of assisting kind of minister, you also stand up. You call to a gift of helps where you really consider yourself. Even y'all in the back, I want y'all standing up, right? You are a leader in ministry. Now you stand up. You have a leadership responsibility. You serve in an office of ministry, right? You are, if you are a growing, maturing believer, not grown, but you grow in, you're not where you want to be, but you're not where you used to be. You can stand up too. All right. The Lord told me to tell all of you that I have vision cards that explain the vision of our church and to challenge each one of you that every week that I'm expecting you to put one of these cards in at least 10 people's hands explain to them in your own words the vision of the church and invite them to come experience the difference of destiny all right and the lord is telling me that i need to challenge each one of you and because you're a leader i'm gonna ask you and demand because that's my job as your pastor to mature the saints to do works of ministry i'm gonna demand who have you been talking to this week and inviting and when they ask you what these words mean, you're going to have to tell them in your words. So if you don't know what it means, you need to come ask me. Because when, when, you, when you hear, I'm going to ask you, did you tell them? Right? Each and every one of you is called to help this ministry grow. We're not going to be people who see great vision inside the church, but when we leave here, we are speechless about what God is doing. You got it? Because your pastor is pushing as hard as he can to the point where my physicians are saying, I got to slow down and I need help. And I can't, listen, listen, if I could push it out further, I would do it. But the Lord is telling me that the, this next growth move is not in me. It's in you. right and then i'm looking to you to be people who are magnetic meaning you follow up and follow through everybody who gets in your car with you goes to wherever you're going i'm just saying a hundred percent of the people that get in your car when you come into church will get to church because you brought them right so I'm challenging you that we're going to be those people and believing that angels are moving and all of those things we just said. And as we do this, God's going to move other things in your life. Okay, sit down. Hallelujah. You just needed to hear that. I just, I just needed y'all to get with me in that in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. All right. Now, Apostle last week read the scriptures about about Mary, so I'm just going to quote them for the sake of time, um, and that's in Luke chapter 1, verse 26 through 56, and of course, her favorite scripture is Luke 1, 37, for with God, nothing will be impossible, and the Amplified version of it, the classic Amplified says, and no word from God is without power to bring itself to pass. We believe that the word of God itself has power. Yeah, yeah. And that when we speak God's word into our situation, spiritual power is released. Yeah. Some people don't believe that. But we believe that, that listen, when you speak words, power is released. It's interesting when I've listened to the um, 
the political commentary and there is a certain section of of people who believed that um, our last president barack obama increased racial un unrest in this country now that might be or it may be because you saw somebody that looked you know with my melanin color and that that made you want to go get you a gun could have been that too now on one side those people say that and on the other side when this president says, you know, there's people that mow down people in their cars and crowds that they're nice, fine, upstanding people. But when somebody kneels for a flag that that person is an SOB that should be fired. That those words don't mean nothing. Now, come on now. Either they both mean something or neither of them mean something. Come on, get it right. Just make it make sense. You understand what I'm saying? So, so natural words make sense. It makes, see, natural words have power. It has power when, you, when they got you on tape saying that you're going to grab women by their private parts. Don't say that don't mean nothing. Stop it. And then there's preachers who's saying that this is God's man. Stop it. Just stop it. Do you understand what I'm saying? Either it all may, either the words mean something or they don't. Okay? All I'm saying is, while a person's words does carry weight, God's word carries the most weight. And that's why we speak God's word into our situation. So that's what we get from, from Mary's life. Let's look at eight keys to experience the increase from the, through faith from the life of Mary. Eight keys. Number one, receive God's prophetic declaration. Receive God's prophetic declaration. The angel Gabriel came to Mary speaking words of favor and blessing. He created a word picture about her giving birth to the Son of God who would have supernatural kingdom authority. Unlike the preacher, Zacharias, she responded with more faith to a more unlikely situation. Her situation was harder to hear than his, and she had more faith than him, and he was the professional preacher. All right? That's why we taught you when we were in our prayer, uh, pro prophetic prayer and praise service from 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verses 1 through 30, particularly verse 20, where it says, believe the Lord, be established, believe his prophet, and you prosper. All right? And I've also taught you from Romans 10 that you can't call on him in whom you've not believed. You can't believe on him in whom you've not heard. You can't hear except there be a preacher, and one can't preach except that person be sent. And then the scripture says that the one who sent has beautiful feet when they preach the gospel, right? Number two, not only should you receive God's prophetic declaration, you should receive above your situation. Mary was living in Nazareth and Galilee, a place that was known for death and lack. She didn't let the lack in her city determine what she could receive from God. Come on, you Flintstones. You can't let, you can't let what's happening in the city decide how much God can give you. God can bless me. Listen, I can prosper here if nobody else can. She received above her situation. Right? That's number two. Number three, receive above your limitation. Luke 1 34, she said, Mary said to the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? Mary was referring to the fact that she had a physical limitation, but that limitation didn't determine what she could receive from God. Right? So when God gives you a promise, don't let your limitations be your limit. Right. Number four, receive Holy Ghost empowerment for manifestation. The angel answered her honest questions with new information. The supernatural 
overshadowing of the Holy Spirit was the power of God that was going to bring manifestation into her situation. Always leave room for the supernatural. Okay. Now, some people, they, they don't want, they don't believe that the Holy Spirit is here and present and manifesting. Listen, I make room for the supernatural. I write up plans that if God don't do something between where I started and where I finished, it's going to fail. But I declare that I have a senior, spiritual, supernatural, sovereign partner who is God most high. So because he is my partner, I plan bigger than if I was just doing it all myself. The power of the, holy, of the holiest shall overshadow you. Number five, seek out and receive mentorship impartation. The angel told, tells her to do something very powerful. He gives her a reference person who has a similar destiny experience, but with greater manifestation right? You need to find you somebody. <laughs> Pastor David, why you got these generals coming? Because I'm, I'm finding some Elizabeths. Some people that's further along the, the road that I want to go to. Find somebody and their experiences is not exactly the same. Right? Elizabeth was pregnant, but it wasn't because of the Holy Ghost. It was because of Zach. <laughs> But she got there later than what she would have gotten, and God had got her to the point where her manifestation was showing now. Right? So you want to find and seek out people who are walking in things that you're believing God to walk in. All right? That was number five. Number six, receive the joy of manifestation. Mary speaks her agreement with the word that the Lord has sent her, and then she proclaimed in verse 47 that her spirit rejoices. God desires to manifest promises in your situation so that your joy may be full. John 16, 24. God says, I want to answer your prayer so that your joy may be full. Number seven, praise triggers divine acceleration. All right. Mary said, my soul rejoices in the Lord, my Savior. All right? That's why worship isn't just a warm-up. <laughs> oh, praise triggers divine acceleration. Let the people praise you. Let all the people praise you. Then the earth will bring forth its increase. That's why we spend our time praising God. And then finally, 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 last point, trust God for covenant partner participation. Mary returned to her house pregnant, but not with, without, without all the answers she needed on the manifestation. How would Joseph respond to this pregnancy? Would he legitimize the boy? How would she get from Nazareth to Bethlehem? Where would the baby be born? What would the shepherds declare about his birth? Would they circumcise him the eighth day? How would they finance this? Because the, the Magi hadn't left the country of the East to bring the wealth she needed. She just believed if she obeyed God, God was going to work out the rest of the people that needed to fit with her in the obedience. All right? So you have to trust that when you do your part, God's going to do the part you can't do. All right? I'm going to do my part. I can't, I can't, listen, listen. I'm asking God to grow this church, but I got to trust God that you're going to be my covenant partners and participate. I can't get in your head and take the cards with you home. I can't do it. It takes me all day to do the part that I got to do. I can't do your part and my part, but I got to trust God that if I'm obeying him, that your part's going to be fulfilled because you're going to do it. I'm trusting God that you're going to do your part. Mary didn't have all the answers. If you're going to walk in the thing that God has for you, you're not going to have all the answers either. But you will have enough to believe God and take the step of faith that he's setting right in front of you. And that's all he's asking you to do. Come on, let's stand. Did you get blessed from this? Go ahead. You can clap right there. Hallelujah. God, we trust you. We believe 
that you're going to do the amazing thing in us. We say like Mary, be it unto us according to your word. Even beyond our situation, even beyond our limitations, we believe the prophetic word that's coming to us. We believe that your Holy Spirit empowerment is there and it's available to us. We will seek out the mentors that you want to help guide us through this season of our lives. We even thank you, Lord, for the prophetic voices that you are bringing to our church in a few weeks hence. That those voices will be to us what Elizabeth was to Mary. They will help stir up the gift that's in us. And as they are here with us, the gifts that are in them will be stirred up by our presence as well. We believe that, Lord. We receive it now. We believe that if we open our mouth and praise you like it's already done, that that praise will trigger your divine acceleration. And we're trusting you that when we do the part that we can't do, that you'll raise up covenant partners, destiny partners, to do the pieces that we cannot do. Embedded in our obedience is the assistance from other faithful people that we need to walk in the destiny that you have for us. We are trusting you in this, Lord. We believe as we call to the destiny, as we turn the page, turn the chapter, as we use our tongues to call to the future that you have in front of us, And we're going to see great manifestation in our lives. We believe it is our season. We won't be weary in well-doing. We will reap in this due season because we have chosen to faint not. We choose not to faint. We choose to believe. We choose not to adjust the promise that you made to us. We choose to call to it. We choose to ask for it. We choose to stand for it. We choose to thank you in advance for it. We choose to believe it, Lord. We choose to, to believe beyond, above our situation, above our limitations. We believe the word of prophetic declaration over our situations, Lord. We choose to believe. Believing is what we do. Thank you, Lord, right now. Remember, God has an amazing plan for your life before any problem, habit, mistake, or misfortune overtook your life. So often, people want to get their acts together before they come to the Lord. The reality is this, that they, you can't get your act together on your own. That's why you need to come to the Lord. So while I, all heads are bowed, eyes are closed, believers are praying, if you'd like to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life so that you can benefit from this amazing plan, I love to be the man of God that leads you through this process. It's really very, very simple. Jesus paid it all so that you don't have to, but you have to believe the declaration that I make over you and then receive it into your heart. So it's that simple. So if that's you, I'd love to lead you through this process. Can you just show me that by raising your hand? I'm just going to pray with you at the end, but I just want to know who I'm praying with and praying for in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. My second appeal is, well, maybe you are a believer, but you've allowed hurts, hindrances, or habits to get in the way, or God really spoke to you. Maybe you saw yourself in Zacharias or Mary, or maybe your words have been out of line with it, of the promise that God has for you. Maybe you've been accommodating situations and haven't been living in attention, but you're asking God and telling him, I'm still wanting you to do the thing that you promised me that you were going to do in my situation. That's you. Would you raise your hand? I just want to know who I'm praying with. I see your hand. I see your hands. I see your hands in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. My third appeal is this. Maybe you believer, but you haven't received this second grace, the second empowerment called the baptism of the Holy Spirit and our tradition, we called it salvation versus sanctification. But there was this thing 
that happens when the Holy Spirit would overshadow you even beyond the place where you were forgiven. And in that overshadowing was a power of deliverance that caused you to live a new life at a new level of energy. It's the difference between um, having a, a car with the power steering out and then you having to turn it hard. You're still getting there, but it's a whole lot more power and pressure you have to do to, to, to do it versus taking that power, um, that power steering. And it just makes it turn where you can cruise, even driving with one finger. If that's you, you believe in God to receive that baptism and infilling of the Holy Spirit and God giving you new language and new words with that. Can you just show me that by raising your hand in Jesus' name? Thank you. I see your hands. Finally, 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 one last appeal. This is appeal for membership. I would love to be your destiny coach. I believe that God has given us this place as an, as an area a field, a ground, a kingdom community where you can experience the abundance of God for your life. That here in this place, that the plan that God has for your life, this environment will allow that plan to emerge. And so God has challenged me to challenge each time I bring you together in this type of environment to ask, is there anybody here that's interested in learning more about membership? We're not gonna do anything you know, other than see your hand and then we'll reach out to you once the service is complete and begin to talk to you about uh, more about membership in Destiny Generation Church. If that's you, you're interested in membership, would you just show me that by raising your hands in Jesus' name? Thank you, Lord. See your hand. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. All right. Come on. Let's pray this prayer. Heavenly Father, I thank you for bringing me to a place where you have come and sent Jesus, I come to receive Jesus as the Lord of my life. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus. I believe God raised you from the dead just for me. Thank you for receiving me into your royal family. Heavenly Father, you said through Jesus that if I ask you as your child, you would give me the gift of your precious Holy Spirit. I ask now for that gift. I believe I receive it, and I fully expect to speak with other tongues as your Spirit gives me utterance. Heavenly Father, I believe in this season, it's my due season, that my past is gone, that my destiny is in front of me, that your angels are round about me, I call to the future, to the destiny that you have for me. For with you, God, nothing shall be impossible. And I thank you. Be it unto me according to your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Go ahead and praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Lady Nedra's come in with some announcements. We want to make sure that you get that. In Jesus' name. <laughs>